pieces here. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Okay, we're good, Marie-Pierre. I love it. I love it. I love it. We are so excited. Okay, for those joining us for the very first time, my name is Maria Mariano, 40 years, celebrating my 40th year in 2022 in this multi-level marketing business. And I am so excited because we just broke another all-time record. But what I love, Melanie Miller and Marie-Pierre, of this record is that we didn't do in the 5 millions. You know, like usually we go from 5.1, we broke a record, 5.4, we broke a record. This time we crossed over into the 6 million. And listen, listen, I know why. I know why. Want to know why, guys? The book we're starting right now. Start with the why. Okay, so if you don't have the book, Marie-Pierre, maybe you can show it. Hang on, maybe I can go get it here. Hang on a second. Start with why. There you go, guys. Start with why. And I'm telling you, there is no coincidence in life. It's the name God gives himself to keep himself anonymous. I, I believe for me, I'm going to talk in me, I, okay? For me to go to my next level, I need to clarify even a deeper, uh, at a deeper level, my why, my why. And right after the why, we're going to go into the second book he wrote, which is Why Leaders Eat Last. And then we're going to conclude with the book, Find Your Why. And I said to Melanie and Marie-Pierre yesterday, we're, we're going to go through it at the fastest rate possible. Because I need to understand all this why, 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 Dorothy, right? I hope everybody's sharing, by the way, okay? Sharing the podcast while, while I'm doing this long, long introduction. Uh, why, 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 why? So we can all explode our businesses as of no further than June. Just go into the eight-digit sales. Hey, Melanie Miller, the eight-digit sales. And that becomes our new standard. That needs to become our new standard. And you know, Dorothy, how we're going to do it? We're going to do it by going across Canada. Ah, so I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Good morning, everyone. If this is the first time you are joining the podcast, I just want to share the why. And it was a while, Marie-Pierre, I hadn't shared the why of the podcast. This was born out of a personal need to be accountable. As a leader of my organization in my business, um, we, we fix ourselves goals, but until we're not accountable for the goals we fix ourselves, they don't happen. We start something, we let it go. So you start going to the gym and then you stop going to the gym. Marie-Pierre, we do the conditioning and then we let it go, right? It's all stuff like that. But when you are accountable, now 
you got to keep up the beat. So it started out of a personal need where I need to read. I want to read. I fixed the goal to read four books a month. Uh, It equates to one book uh, a week, right? Now, how do you stick to what what you set out to be as a goal? Well, by being accountable. So number one, I said, if I do a podcast, then I have no choice every morning to get up earlier because you know you can't you can't put it in time that you work you need to put it in time that normally you don't work so this is where sandy i always say when you want to do more just get up an hour an hour earlier sleep faster (laughs) sleep faster and that's exactly what happened over two years ago and ever since then the mission of the podcast has become a place where we're creating an english community and a french community on the same facebook private page, which is called the Millionaire of the Diamonds. People ask me, why did we call it the Millionaire of the Diamonds? Simple. My mom and dad came to Canada in the late 1960s to become millionaires. And when they opened up their Tupperware franchise, they called it the Millionaires. And ours is called the Diamonds. So we called it the Millionaire of the Diamonds. I mean, it's not complicated. You know, it's just to always, I always say to to my kids, you always have to honor your past, your history. This is why reading the history books is so important. You have to honor your past. And now we're building this community, right, Dorothy? You're part of it. Joan, you've been with me since the beginning of the English podcast. Trish, the same thing. Isn't it a beautiful community? Like, somehow we, we leave this community and we see the world in a different way. We say, my God, nobody gets it, that they are responsible. Like, you just get this whole new perspective. So we have our own community where we level up together. We feel safe to share. So please share on the group, Inspirational, The Millionaire of the Diamonds. You have beautiful quotes. If you want to do a live, this is your place to inspire and empower others. Now, going in this new segment of the book, Start With Why, I started writing. I said, well, how great leaders inspire everyone to take action? How? Well, they begin with the why. So if you're leaning in and you're taking notes, great leaders inspire action because they inspire with the why. Because people don't buy what we do. You see, they don't buy the what. They buy why we do it. So let's talk about my personal business. I don't sell a plastic container. I sell uh, a lifestyle. Oh, I can hear you now, Melanie. Okay. I, I hear a lot. Uh, I sell a lifestyle, meaning giving back control to Canadians um, in their kitchen so they can save time, they can save money. But most importantly, who was raised with mom cooking at home or dad cooking at home? I mean, we were healthy. You know, we didn't have these these diabetes problems, these health problems we have today. So we, this this is our why. It has nothing to do with the product. The product just helps us to get organized. So we answer to that why. This is why some organizations and some people are more influential, more innovative, and more profitable than others. They begin with the why. They have more loyalty than others. They begin with the why. We have the highest retention in the world, Melanie Miller. Can you imagine that? In our field, in our, our field. And I know why now preparing this, this, this podcast this morning because we begin with the why. So people showcase why they started, right? Studies show leaders who have the greatest influence all act and think and communicate in the same way. So this is a teachable 
something I can teach you, Trish. We can teach you, Joan. I can teach myself to be a better leader. So we're going to cover these patterns that occur in, in, in the future podcast. And we're going to go rapidly. So be ready to take down notes. The way of thinking, the way of communicating, the way of acting, uh, how leaders uh, inspire not only in their field, but around them, in their homes, in their communities. So they are better for not only for themselves, but for everyone else. We are trained to become leaders. We are trained to become leaders. We're not born leaders. Contrary to a lot of people, they say, oh, you're either born a leader or not. Maybe some, you know, you're going to have the exceptional born leader. You know, like people are say, oh, she's naturally smart. But then you see the smart kids really once they hit university, right? Like I always say, everybody's smart up to sixth grade. But as soon as you need to get the grind in, this is where the, the they differentiate themselves. So at the end of the day, 90% are trained to be leaders. Who wants to be a greater leader to have more influence on their family, their community? There you go. Everyone following this podcast with, I love I Melanie Miller, here goes my word that I make it too long, with intentionality. <laughs> she always says to me, what? Too many letters, okay? Okay, everyone following this podcast, moving forwards, will develop into a better leader. We are all able to learn these patterns. Danny, are you excited? We're all able to learn these patterns. It takes discipline, okay? I'm not, I don't kid you. I'm not kidding you. It takes discipline. I know. Through discipline, any organization or leader or person can inspire other people both within and outside the organization to help advance the vision and the ideas. Discipline, which means that we're all going to need an unmovable schedule, a schedule that is relentless and that is consistent. Uh, whether you know you have cooking habits, eating habits, drinking water habits, exercise habits, multi-level marketing habits, it doesn't matter. You are going to need discipline. Write that word down, discipline, discipline. The best way to have discipline, Dorothy, be accountable. Find somebody on this podcast and be accountable to each other. It helps when like people gather together. People that are teachable. Now, this is what I want you to write down. People that are teachable. People that are coachable, that have the humility to accept that if they are not on top of their game, it's their fault. They're able to take responsibility. These are the people with this podcast. Find your why or going to be extremely, extremely, extremely powerful and successful in the next 60 days that are going to fall. No more than 60 days, Sandy. No more than 60 days. You're going to be on top of the world. Okay. We will focus on and amplify those things that work. The principle of start with why has, has had powerful benefits for years and years and years. And now it's our time. And for me, there's no better time in my life after having broken another all-time record, but more powerfully having changed number from five to six for me is very significant. I know that I began with the why before I said yes to Mohammed to get married. This is why 35 years we're still in the game of marriage, right? Okay. And calling him my James Bond and not enduring a marriage with our children before having children. Why do we want children? Great relationship today. Like a lot of times I ask people, you know, do you see your brother? Do you see your sister? Do you speak to your parents? And how many times I, I get no, 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 no. Isn't that sad? 
you know, somebody obviously here had children and built a family without a why in mind. Our businesses, I believe in the cause. I believe in the cause of begin and why begin with why is going to change my trajectory and I know it will change yours. So let's dig in and we're going to go straight to Melanie Miller because, you know, this, this intro without specific stories, okay, is a little bit hard to get. So take it off my friend, Dr. Melanie Miller. Okay, so I have three little stories to tell you this morning and uh, you will recognize them. Uh, as I introduce them. So the first story is about two different places at the same time in the US. In one place, there's a man called Samuel Pierpont Langley, who is um, a senior officer at the Smithsonian Institute. He's a math professor. He has a $50,000 grant from the War Department, and he has lots of prestigious backing from people like Andrew Carnegie and Alexander Bell. And about a few hundred miles away, we have another uh, group of people led by Orville and Wilbur Wright in Ohio. Now, these guys, they're working out of a bicycle shop. They've got no funding. They've got no grants. They have no, um, like, big supporters. Uh, but what they have is an intense passion which inspires enthusiasm for everybody who works with them. So you would think the first scenario, they couldn't fail to be the first man to fly a plane. But in fact, it was Orville and Wilbur who were the first people who were able to set flight with a man in an aeroplane. So how come with all the forces of science and money and everything behind them that Samuel Pierpont Langley was not the first? Phil, who had the passion, who had the enthusiasm. And that... Uh, was the big difference between well actually uh, because people started to burn their, which were the uh, cards that people had to force them to go to war they did not want to go to war, and so they were campaigning against it. There were lots of really happened. In seventy-six, what happened? men vision people what does that mean they wanted to be able computer because at that time computers were still 
I was doing my PhD, I remember we had out, then you had to be able to interpret the codes when it came back. Make it con the salesperson, but he felt that he really wanted to do something significant with the world. And we all know the result of that. Um, in the first year of their business, Wozni, uh, Apple made $1 million. In the second year, $10 million. In the fourth year, a hundred million dollars. And after six years, they were a $1 billion company. How? Because Wozniak and Jobs, they had a vision, but they also had a why. They knew why they wanted to do it. They were able to inspire people, not just motivate them. And so uh, that was an amazing uh, addition. And I mean, they didn't just stop with computers. Let's face it, they've been able to repeat this over and over again with uh, uh, cellulars. Music ever being the person I want to tell you about was also a, a relatively ordinary man, but very well educated at the time for his race. Um, he uh, inspired people. And of course, uh, Martin Luther King went on to be somebody we knew very, very well. But what Martin Luther King realized was that, yes, they needed to change things in America. They needed to uh, have equality. They needed to make sure people understood that black people had as many rights as white people. But just knowing that and campaigning for that and doing a march with lots of black people was not going to get the results that realized was that the everybody not just for the blacks and it's only by inspiring everybody to uh, come to that famous rally so there were hispanics there were white people there were black people it was a speech for everybody and the only reason that martin luther, luther king was able to pull that off opportunities for people to be great. People often try and motivate um, and motivate with incentive. Are the company Southwest Airlines and um, F. Kennedy.
Ariano is inspiring. A clear one. To be able to work with her, you two. Can you talk to us a little bit about? Thank you, Mary. Yes, because now that we heard all these. Um, a story about uh, starting with the why we know that a lot of us doesn't start with the why we know more people that doesn't start with the why than the inverse in the book they say it's about 80 percent of people that doesn't start with the why so yes the the why of this book <laughs> is to change this statistic that we have 80 percent of people that start with why and love their job so yes it starts when we know people that doesn't start with the why is because we assume so a lot of people just assume all the time we make assumptions regarding the world around us and we are basing uh, them on inadequate or falsified information so yes we arrive at decision but it's dependent on what we think that we know and a lot of us will make some uh, poor decision so long ago many people thought that the world was flat and this is what consequently affected this uh, their behavior. Since they all thought that they would fall off the earth edge, they did not travel far. So when the world was perceived as being round, it massively impacted the behavior of people and societies started to moving around the world. They established trade routes and share idea and knowledge. So yes, we need to go beyond this assumption that we have. So a true a correction of a simple and untrue assumption, humanity move forward. So when we relate this to organization, how they have formed and formed their decision, or how we establish why some succeed and others fail, we just assume a lot of time. And if we are determined to attain target goals, many of us will uh, would want to accumulate data to arrive at an educated and well-informed decision. We hope that these are the right decision, though it is never, it's really the case uh, regardless and how much data we accumulate. So this impact of the wrong decision, maybe sometimes it will be minor, but occasionally it can be disastrous. And in the book, Sinek makes us the fascinating story of the group of American car executives who went to observe the assembly line process uh, in Japan. So they noted that doors were put on inch, just like in America. However, in America, a line worker would just uh, use a rubber mallet and tap the door edge to make sure they fit. When the Japanese guide was asked, <laughs> looking perplexed, he said that they ensured that the door fit at the time of the design. They figured out <laughs> that desired result from the start. So what the US car manufacturer used their rubber mallet for remains a metaphor uh, on how some organization and people will lead. So every instruction we give, every course of action we set, every result we desire start with the same thing, a decision. So it may, it's the same thing when you have a new employee or a new colleague, we just usually assume that they know 
but <laughs> the real case they don't know so we need to explain the why first if we want it to work so there's there are those people who think to manipulate the door so that it can fit to have a desired result to achieve and there are those who begin from a totally different place even though these two courses of action may have the same result in short term it is what we fail to see that result in long-term success making it predictable to a person who understands why the door requires fitting by design and not through other action so yes we understand why we need to uh, stop assuming so i found a document about four ways to stop making assumptions so number one is first thing first learn how to recognize you are making them so spend a week this week really watching for when you are assuming things even writing them down the act of writing writing can often lead to additional clarity where you might see the other assumptions surrounding the one you recognize number two is ask good question of your assumption so to break down assumption you need to ask a good forward moving question so try to avoid the why question and go for the what and how question for example what facts do i have to prove this true is true and what facts do i have to prove this true isn't true and what is more realistic realistic in the middle way of saying this is this really my own opinion or did someone else teach it to teach it me and didn't i didn't question it and what would life be like if the opposite of this assumption were true gives you a few example of question number three is agree to not have control of everything so a lot of assumptions are about wanting to control life out of the false idea. This will make you safe. For example, because you can control what others think and this might feel scary, you assume that you know what they think. You assume that your neighbor finds you lazy or you assume that your teenager maybe hates you. And what if instead you just embrace the uncertainty? It's in fact a great method to drop a ton of assumptions all at once and do it by trying this powerful question. What if I don't need to know the answer about this person or situation? How much stress could I relieve myself of by just agreeing in this moment to not know what I can't know? And number four, it's become mindful. So assumption can be tricky because they are thought that we are used to making. They can go uh, by without uh, us even noticing. So mindfulness, the act of continuously drawing your attention to the present and how you are thinking and feeling right now can over time train you to catch more of your thought and thus your assumption. So the more you know what you are assuming, the more power you have to change what you are assuming into perspective that open rather than close possibilities for you and your life. So that's the four ways to help you stop making assumptions. You printed this document for me, right? Yes. Okay. And everybody go pick it up on the Facebook group, Inspirational, the Millionaires of the Diamonds. Invite your friends. We want to grow this, this group to hundreds of thousands of people that level up together. Assumption in my world, Dorothy, they made us write it down this way. Don't assume you're going to make an ass out of you and me. A-S-S-U-M-E. <laughs> okay. Just thought I'd add that one in. Okay. 
Don't you love it when I break it down, Marie-Pierre? My Melanie's like, oh, never, ever, 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 ever assume. So if you are starting a company or you are already in a company or you're starting in a multi-level marketing business, if you are, if you are uh, wanting to take your multi-level marketing business to a new level, why, why? Ask yourself the question, why, why? And what is the why you have to offer? If you're getting married, why are you getting married to this man or woman? If you want children, you don't have any children yet. Why, 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 why do you want children? Many of us, if we had asked the question before, you might just answer yourself, shit, I wouldn't have had any kids. Okay. If you want a dog, let's talk about the dogs, right? So my daughter gets the dog. She didn't ask herself why she wanted the dog. So Melanie, who's, who has these dogs? I mean, I have no regrets. I know why I decided to take care of these dogs, right? Uh, if you're selling a product, if you're leading a team, remember people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. The most effective leaders, remember, always win the hearts first. So welcome officially to the new book. Start with why. Tomorrow, we're going to dig in deep with the carrot and stick effect, which we've all been victim of using, and we'll see how that has no long-term success. So for all my Tupperware directors listening to me right now, it has no long-term success, okay? Sticks, stick and carrots have no long-term success. Melanie Miller, can I tell you how excited I am? Let me tell you one more time. I'm so excited. Okay, guys, love you. Off to the French. And those that know Riki Zucchini Mare, it's her birthday today. Wish her a happy birthday. She's always on the podcast with us. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you.